Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. It's the 5 o'clock fire. Brought to you by Regions Bank. Ah, it is 5 o'clock. Congratulations. Hopefully you're off work. Luckily for you, old dirty and the deal. The big deal. And uh, Psycho T have the latest. And the latest is... Uh, fellas, this has a chance to be a really, really big night. And I, I hope all – there are five different things that can happen tonight. And I hope all five of them occur. I really do. Right now, by the way, the red carpet, this, that thing is kicking off right now. Is it? Yeah, I'm sure our, our guy B. Scott's out there being sexy and doing B. what B. he – B. Scott's down there working that red carpet, huh? I bet he is. Anybody in here acting like no bitches. Yeah, baby. Well, I mean, I know – well, yeah, well. You know, I bought an outfit just for that. I was going to do the splits out there. You were going to do the splits. Yeah. The show I think man. I could go really low on the split. You better have the right britches on. Did you, you have some jogging pants to go suit, with that suit top? A good, a good loose suit pants. <laughs> Would I go down on it? No, I, I can't get the splits. But could be a big night, Clint. Uh, C.J. Stroud, he is uh, up uh, for, obviously, Offensive Rookie of the Year. We'll see if he can win and sweep that. Any, any awards that have come out, like earlier today, he won the uh, – the Pepsi Fan Rookie of the Year voting. Any of these awards have come out. He has been the winner over over uh, Puka Nakua, who we saw today. Uh, the enormous head in person. Uh, something to behold. You ought to yes. see it yourself. Yes. Um, but uh, he's been winning that. And then um, we also have, have to look at Will Anderson, Jr. He's got a shot to win the Defensive Player of the Year in terms of rookies coming up, and as well as D'Amico Ryans, who has been the leader of this amazing turnaround as well, he's got a chance to be a uh, the rookie or the coach of the year, excuse me. And then Bobby Slowick, also a part of this, is up for assistant coach of the year. And then Andre Johnson is a finalist uh, to get in the Hall of Fame. Let's let's start backwards. You're you're on a scale of one to ten, ten being really confident that it'll happen, one being uh, uh, no, nah, ain't gonna happen. Uh, your thoughts of Andre Johnson making it to the Hall? Oh man, then, him getting that call. I think he gets years. in. You do so. You're 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 above in. you're above a five. I would assume then. Yeah, I, I think he gets in. I'll go a seven. Mm, a seven, really? I'll go a seven. Where are you at, Tyler, on that? One to ten on Andre. We got ten B, and I know he's getting in. I'm a eight point five. Yes, it's getting up there. Where are you at, Ronnie? Yeah, I'm I'm at a five. Um, oh, yeah. I, I just oh. I mean, hold th- on, so and I want to say it's not that I don't think Andre deserves to be in. Um, I do. I, I think he should have been in whenever he was allowed. I just look at this and see how they do things with receivers and things like and that, like T.O. waited four or five years after he after he was eligible, not when he retired, after he was eligible. Like Michael Irvin waited five years. Now some of it, like to me it's stupid if you uh, you know punish him because he had a few, you know, you know drug run-ins, right? <laughs> like... <laughs> He liked he liked a little bit of that white girl. There's there's no reason. Like I think that's silly, but maybe that's a bit of it. I just think when you look at guys like like T.O. 
Chris Carter and guys like Michael Irvin who have all waited longer than 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 Andre did, I, I, I don't feel great that he gets in, even though I think he deserves it. So I'm at a five. I hope I hope so. I hope he gets yeah. in, but I, 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 I'm not confident yet. Yeah, I, like I your guy I mean, Charles I, Woodson, man, or I mean, I'm Darren, sorry, Darren yeah. Woodson. Like it's been 11 years. Yeah, no, I, look, I, I'm not, I'm not overly confident in, in any in any of them getting it right. To be completely honest with you, I, I just look, I, Andre Johnson obviously deserves to get in, and and when you look at, uh, I didn't realize. I'll be completely honest and transparent. I had no idea that Andre Johnson statistically his had numbers the career. Like I, I had no idea that his numbers were stacked up like that when McLean talks about it it is crazy what he laid out to me that gets you in right and and so now I mean into the conversation and then you start talking about okay well how did he accumulate those numbers right he played with so many different quarterbacks and the organization being the best he he absolutely carried the organization for an extended period of time like it's just one of those where I don't know like that's got to weigh in at some point get him over the hump I know there's some guys in Reggie Wayne and uh what's my man from uh from the Tory Holt is up there yeah Tory Holt like I I get there's some big name guys in there that were part of of, of uh, Super Bowl winning teams and and it, it borderline to, dynasties. I get it, but it has but it, to be something when you look at those two guys that are finalists with him, and those two guys had Hall of Fame yeah. quarterbacks and and Hall of Fame coaches borderline with Vermeil there also Hall of Fame. No, Vermeil yeah. is in Hall of yeah. Fame coaches with Dungey and Vermeil Hall of Fame quarterbacks with Kurt Warner and Peyton Manning, and then another Hall of Fame receiver on the other side. With Isaac Bruce yeah. and, and and Marvin Harrison, he did not have any of that right. to go with it, and and so I I think there's got to be something that all right. So you you're you're at seven with him. Tyler's at an eight plus something. I don't know what eight point five. Okay, eight point five. <laughs> That's at least normal. I'm a fan of details. all right, Bobby Slowick, one to ten, real quick. What are your thoughts with Slowick? I'm at about a. Although I think Slowick should be a lock, I'm, I'm at about. You a, think he should? Be, I'm yeah. at about a four with Bobby. I don't think Bobby gets it. Yeah, Tyler. Oof. Five point two, yeah. I, I'm at I'm at a three with with Slowick. I just the, the Baltimore coaching staff. I think uh, <laughs> their defense one TD man. Yeah, I know they didn't score one one TD. <laughs> God, I know it, man. Son of a bitch. That's still right there. He's talking about it. that Baltimore Not, game. Yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> Gosh, but I, but but to your point, Mike McDonald, who is now the new head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, man, that, that's a struggle, dog. That, that that's that's a struggle. They set records. Uh, they had a historic run with yeah. the Ravens this year. Yeah. I think he gets it, and Todd Malkin comes right in, and we we see the best Lamar Jackson we've ever seen uh, before, and he'll win the MVP tonight. So I think those two guys are in front of him. So I, I, I'm with you on that. How about Will Anderson? His chances at defensive rookie of the year one to ten. I, I got it. I'll go with nine. I, I think Will gets it done. Yeah. I, I think there's. A, I think obviously Will had a, a big name coming in, having having played big time at Alabama. Uh, and, and he comes in with the, the hottest uh, defensive-minded head coach in the game in terms of first-year guy in D'Amico. Uh, so, I, I, you know, I, I think the, all eyes were on him. The way the Texans moved up to draft him, I think all of this just kept, kept drawing more and more and more attention to Will Anderson. And then he goes out there and has a, a great year. D'Amico's very vocal about how he is one of the pillars that, this, that they're building this team around. Um, and they go out and get to the second round of the playoffs. So, I – I, I think Will Anderson is is uh, is as much he's damn he's damn near a lot. Yeah, I'm at a nine too. Tyler, you a, I know you're up. Can I here. say eleven? You're at eleven. Yeah, I, I, lock I, yeah, it in. yeah. Jalen Carter's the can only I, really. Can I say eleven? Yeah, Jalen Carter's the only real competition, and anything with the Eagles just has a real 
a real stench to it right now. All right, uh, what about D'Amico? One to ten. I'll go here. I'd say D'Amico, I would say at an eight. Um, I want to know when the voting ended. If the voting ended at the regular at the end of the regular season, I think Kevin Stefanski has a better shot at winning. Uh, but if it was after, I think I think it's D'Amico in a lock. So I'll I'll go I'll go eight with D'Amico. Whew, I'm gonna go nine. I'm gonna go nine point five. I'm gonna pull a Tyler nine point five. I got Will nice. at a nine. I got Will at a nine. I got D'Amico at a nine point five. I, I just think. Uh, again, you look at how not only the team improved in the second round of the playoffs, but but the defense uh, improved. You look at how they overcame and, and won through adversity in terms of the injuries. Uh, again, when you talk about Bobby Slowick and you talk about uh, Will Anderson and you talk about C.J. all of these guys are under the D'Amico Ryan's umbrella. Uh, and, and again, the, the the success that they had at such a young, inexperienced stage of their career, I, I think ultimately puts. D'Amico over the top. So I'll go nine and a half with D'Amico. All right. Um, uh, where are you at, Tyler? Once again, can I say 11? You're going 11. All right. And CJ, <laughs> CJ's a 10, right? 10, all 10 out of 10. I, yeah. I think CJ locked it up. What we watched him 10, do 11, this year, yeah. what we watched him do this year is, is um, I, I've said it multiple times, man, in my time covering the game, in my time being out of the game and, and watching whether it's a fan or covering the college or pro game, I, I, I've never, I can't remember anything. Um, even remotely close to what C.J. Stroud was able to do. I know there's some guys that have had good years, some guys that have had quick starts, but when you talk about the way in which he accumulated the numbers, the way in which he got his team to the second round, the way in which uh, you know he got his himself in the in the conversation of MVP at one point late in the season. I mean, all of the the way in which he did that is just I, I can't get beyond it. I, I I don't think anybody in in the the voting world. Uh, can either I think I think CJ and, it, wins and it. his I think I think Puka had a shot, and then I think the final game against the Colts in the regular season to get him in I think because when CJ missed well, those two games yeah, 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 yeah. And, and then the Tennessee game was just you know an easy W but that Colts game on national TV I think solidified it. Well, yeah. we're just you're just we're just on a different planet. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, like when, when we're talking. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not minimizing what he was able to do, but I mean, he's playing with a Super Bowl winning coach and a Super Bowl caliber quarterback with one of the greatest play callers in the game, and they had some success. Don't get me wrong; it was absolutely beautiful. He's playing opposite one of one of the best receivers in the league in, in Cooper Cup, and I know Cooper was injured some of the way along. I, I get it, but man, that, it's a different animal. It's easy to look back at the Texans right now and talk about Nico and Tank and, and, and Dalton having a good year and the defense doing it, but real, like, where were we when this all of this started? Like The job that we're talking about CJ doing or D'Amico doing or these guys, like, it's easy to look back now and see why they're where they are, but when we started, like Puka Nakua went in with, hey, I got Cooper Cup over there who's going to get all the attention. Hey, I got Matthew Stafford out here throwing me to rock. Like, I, like we... It's not crazy to think that a good, well-rounded wide receiver could come in and have a good year. Now he had a crazy yeah, I was year. About to say, he, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, he finished second behind Tyreek Hill. Right? Yeah. No, no, he had a crazy year. Don't get me wrong, but I think when you bump it up against what C.J. Stroud did, I, I, I still just don't know. I, I don't even think it's on the same planet. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens tonight. Should be a big night uh, for the Texans. We'll see how big it is. Five o'clock fire. 
Yeah, Tyler, you're going to have a field day with that one, the way I just left that in. We'll see <laughs> how big it is. God, man, when you do this long enough, you know, you know what happens. Uh, what happens. All right, uh, trade deadline ended uh, at 2 o'clock today. The, uh, the Rockets didn't make uh, any moves, so they're going to go with it this way. The Rockets are going to say, all right, we're going to compete and try to get into the playoffs, the play-in with this, ro- uh, with this roster as constructed. And um, I, I don't know, yesterday – B. Scott said that he thinks they can still compete and get in. We'll we'll see in that top ten. I think my eyes are going to be on Jalen Green to see how he plays the rest of the way. Because, boy, when this trade day, deadline start coming up, we start seeing stories by, like, Sham saying, hey, uh, everybody he named off all these players that were untouchables for the Rockets except for Jalen Green. Right. It was all the young players except Jalen Green, and his play really increased and I want to see if this is a, hey, he's finally turned the corner and got comfortable with the system and what is expected of him from, from Udoka. It's a, yo, I know my name's in the hat. I know I'm about to get traded. Let me turn it up. That's, uh, that, that's what I'm, I'm watching to see if we get a more a consistent Jalen Green, the guy that's shown up about the last two weeks. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the deal, right? You turn the page after the, the trade deadline comes and goes, and all of a sudden it's now, can M.A. Doka, can he de- continue to develop him? Can he continue to take to that coaching, take to the the, the uh, you know the, the leadership that he is with some of the veterans on that team, and can he keep coming? I mean, I think, look, the best-case scenario for the Texans is that he, that he turns the corner and becomes a productive player, you know, the, the way in which – M.A. Udoka wants him to become a, a productive player. So we'll see what all, all attention turns, not that it ever wasn't, but all attention turns to developing Jalen Green yep. and what you know what level can you get to with him as a big part of it. And we'll see. Another guy's got to pick up their games. Jabari Smith, uh, another one, uh, has to pick up their game here to see if they can make this run. Five o'clock fire. Boy, man, you, uh, uh, you two, uh, your A&M and, uh, and your uh, Razorbacks, Boy, y'all in the right conference. Y'all living right. Clint, the SEC will distribute $741 million to its 14-member universities. That's about $51.3 million per school from uh, the 2002-2023 fiscal year. Greg Sankey, uh, the commissioner, announced this is up $19.2 million uh, from the previous year. And this is why, boy, everybody wants to go – to the SEC and the Big Ten because those two conferences, the amount of money, I mean, it continues to grow the more people they get in them. The amount of money that they're getting compared to the other, even other Power Five conferences. Like, I, I think a, a Florida State looks at this and like, what the hell are we Makes doing? them sick, right? Got to. Well, I mean, make that, when it's all said and done, what, what are we going to do with it? Tyler, I can't speak for your guys. I mean, at least you guys got some recruiting. You got a new coach. <laughs> you, I mean, I, I'm looking at Arkansas going, man, what, what are we going to do with it? I mean, we got some great facilities. Um, we got to find a way that that we can get in the conversation with some of these some of these top tier, top tier uh, recruits and and top tier transfer portal players and um, we got to we got to roll the dice and hope this Petrino rehire works out as the offensive coordinator. We got to we got a lot of moving parts at Arkansas, man. That that fifty million is nice. Winners. Yeah, I, t- I hear you, mom. They better get to winning because uh, the basketball team and that damn football team both done let us down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But boy, the money, the money. Yeah, it's just it, that that's that's what all these. These universities that are outside of the Big Ten and the uh, and the and the SEC that have big followings like the Florida States, like the Clemson's, right? They they're looking at this like, boy, we got to do we got to do something. All right, coming up, we look forward to hearing from Zach Moss. Zach Moss, who was there uh, when the Texans clinched the division, 
Uh, he is a free agent. We'll see what he thought up close and personal with what the Texans did this year. We'll speak to him coming up next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yingling Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live from Radio Row. Coming to you live from Las Vegas. Here's The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, welcome back in. As we uh, as we are live here, we'll uh, speak to Zach Moss coming up here in uh in just uh a bit here uh former yep for it's supposed to be in this segment <laughs> former um uh well i think he's a free agent he played with the colts yep. i want to get his yep, thoughts because yep. he got to see the texans good up close because it's it's funny he got to see him in week two when uh he ran all over him and we saw a difference from that team and then he got to see him in the final week and i'm wondering how how different up close it was to see from not only the defense that he faced, but to see from C.J. Stroud. So it'll be interesting to see. Well, look, I mean, here, here's a beautiful thing about it is is that we've got – is that a free agent running back. I mean, what does that look like from somebody that may, that could potentially come to Houston, right? I mean, what, yeah. what what's his mindset? What's his outlook on Houston as a, as a free agent would be big? So, um, But we'll talk about them running backs later. Andre Gerard. Uh, yes, sir. What's going on with you, man? man. Former Dallas Cowboy offensive lineman. There you go. How many man. years did you end up getting in, Dre? I did 12. That 12 of them? 12, 12, 12 good 12 ones, man. Hey, I will tell you this. You were there with me when I when I went through one. I didn't think I was going to get more than one. <laughs> we had some good times. Dre, Dre, early in his career, he came on in 2002, and so – we we spent he started out spending a lot of time with 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 me on, and as as he climbed up to to start and and start for several years and have a hell of an NFL career. But he got his old start in that old huddle oh, with old Dirty Man. Yeah, did, was huh? he man. was he there when you you played their uh, really immature prank on uh, on the tight end? Waylon? Yeah, he was there. <laughs> yeah, I was there. So yeah, was he there. was there. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Hey. I, that almost severed our relationship. No, you, you, you like have, I almost said, man, you just can't do that to nobody, man. You have no idea. <laughs> the, he wanted to kill the, him, man. The level of pettiness that he can exhibit. Oh, oh I oh, don't. No, no. Listen, Clint has a unique and beautiful way of pissing you off without doing too much. Amen. And then you're just upset no. the whole time. He's just looking at you like <laughs> Clint Sterner. No. Nah. Come on, Dre. Hey, he's a great guy. Hey, listen. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I, I understood early, yeah, I'm going to be on this side of Clinton. Let me just stay over here. I'm not even going to touch that side over there because, you know what, that, that doesn't sound like anything that I'll even want to be a part of. But absolute great guy. And and we've been battling each other since high school, which yeah. is great. North Shore. North Shore. Oh, yeah. okay. I know. Yeah, that, I, yeah. I always tell this story, Dre, and, and, oh. and this was especially after, after we spent a little time together. When, when I come back to Houston and we talk about uh, North Shore, that high school team, I'll mm-hmm. always remind people, and it was early in your high school career, but I, I remember um, playing North Shore, and the offensive line at the time was – on average, bigger than the Dallas Cowboy offensive line. You said that, and, 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 that, and that's, that's real. That, and that's I'm, so, I'm gonna tell you. Let me tell you what. I'm, this man right here, early in his career, was a tight end. Yeah, 
No oh, one so tight end in the state of Texas. He had he had the the other tight end that was number one. Chad Irwin. Yep. Yep. Oh, I remember so him. Chad was number one, and they moved me to tight end, and then I became number one. So we battled, but I didn't catch any passes. So don't. Uh. It was just a title, but I was the second smallest offensive lineman. So the center on was, the team. Yeah. So the center was uh, Melvin was six feet, two hundred and forty pounds. I was six three two sixty. The right guard was six three two ninety. Right tackle was six four two ninety five. The left guard was six four three thirty, and the left tackle was six three three twenty. Yeah, we weren't seeing none of that in Missouri. I, I remember. I remember that being like part of the story. And 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 then and then when I met Dre, I was like I, that name, man. And I did. I was like North Shore. He was a damn tight end on that team. Yeah. He, and now he's playing. Now at the time he's playing offensive lineman for the Dallas Cowboys. I was like, golly, man. Yeah. So, so how, t- tell us about your world, man. How's everything going? What you got going on here? Man, world is great, man. I'm down here uh, doing an event uh, talking about my water company. Okay. Um, it's How Water, highly oxygenated water. So uh, Jeffrey Simmons is a part of it, Tyree Phillips, and a couple other guys. And we're just trying to get the word out about the water. But this being my first time in Radio Row, because – all the years that I played, never came to Radio Row. Really? Right. Just never did. So I wanted to come out here and do some, some marketing and also talk to you guys and talk some football because I love the sport. Absolutely. All right, man. We appreciate you jumping on. with How Water. H-O-W? H-O-W. H-O-W. How Water. It's real simple. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> there we yeah, go, man. Oh, well, we had some of that. Yeah. That was at uh, at Texas at training, training camp. camp. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, it's yeah. At the, it's, already in, it's already in the Texas. What the hell? Like, come on, you man. You didn't you even already, know that was you. I'm already supporting, Dre. There you go. I there drank the hell out of these. Right? You, if you get them good and cold, when oh, you, yeah. wrap, oh, when you yeah. wrap your hand around it, it reminds you of holding one of them Coors lights. There you go. Right. <laughs> that, that, and, and, that aluminum so can, So that's baby. why you got the silver bullet right here, you know, <laughs> to remind you. The silver bullet of water. Silver bullet of water. There you go. We appreciate you jumping over with us. All right, Dre. Appreciate it, man. Always good seeing you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Uh, as we continue rolling in, man, we switching it, baby. We switching it up here, as as we said earlier. Finish uh, strong, they said, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. As we said earlier, man, I I, I really wanted to get uh, the thought and the conversation uh, from uh, from Zach Moss. Zach Moss, who uh, played for the Colts this year, uh, and uh, and we got to get right in it uh, with Zach because we do want to we, we do want to get. Your thoughts on this, man? You you are you're unique. Now we're in we're in Houston, man, and, and um, uh, I just want to tell you the fans here are not apologetic for uh, for uh, <laughs> winning in that final game uh, <laughs> to send themselves to the playoffs. But I'm intrigued. What what was it from you when you saw this team in week two, and y'all came in and, and you put it on the Texas pretty good in Houston, and then seeing them that last. That last week of the regular season and that huge game to go to the playoff, what was the major difference? What did you – was this a completely different team from week two to you? Oh, yeah, completely different team. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think we were a completely different team also. Yeah. And then Houston obviously was too. And I think CJ said it the other day. I think he was doing an interview. And he was saying, like, how he kind of, you know, kind of figured it out a little bit at the back end of that, that week two game versus us where – started lighting us up and they you know they try to really make a comeback at the back end of that game and you know our defense stepped up and put it away but you know the difference was him the difference was him like he really beginning that first half you know it was kind of like a little bit of deer in the head like we, we, we was all right all right we got him but in that second half he really turned it on man and he looked like that guy that we saw from the rest of the the rest of the year and he came in week 18 you know with all the confidence in the world 
Um, those guys believed in him, and it was a different team. You know, just you know, it's a different team when you go from week two with a rookie quarterback to week eighteen with a rookie quarterback. You really build that chemistry up, and just all those type of things that go into it. Yeah. And you know, they were a different team, and it was a hard-fought battle. We knew it was going to be a tough game. We knew it was going to be one of those games where, you know, we're not going to get. They know what we want to do. We know what they want to do, and we know what's on the stake. You know, what's up for stakes and things like that. And you know, they got the best of us that uh that week. What does because you're a free agent, right? Yeah. What does the Houston Texans organization right now look like through the eyes of a free agent running back? It looks really good. You know, I I, I love the offensive style that they run. Uh, obviously, Singletary, who I played with in Buffalo, mm-hmm. he was just there. He did a lot of good things in that offense. Um, you know, obviously, and then CJ adds a lot, you know, for, to that offense with his his ability to pass the ball down the field and really stretch the field. So that makes it really easy for a running back when you've got a quarterback that can stretch the field um, and is very versatile in, in his offensive game. And the scheme that they run is really good. Um, it's, it's very similar, if not almost the same thing. The 49ers kind of run a lot of gap scheme stuff like that. And if you can get downhill in that offense really quick, that's what they allow you to do, and you can make a lot of hay. Yeah. Uh, Zach Moss with us, uh, free agent, but uh, played with the Colts last year. About that that Texans defense, Um as is, uh, you guys were in, at, at some point having your way in the run game, uh, especially going to that second half. Uh, what for you when you look at this defense as they're growing and they're a young group? What what jumped out to you about the Texans on that side of the ball? A lot of it goes to C.J. Stroud, but that side of the ball also improved under D'Amico as well. Yeah, uh, I think obviously, like you said, it's, it's young. It's a young defense, but those guys play with a lot of energy and effort. Um, they really run to the ball. You can see the lateral quickness. They're not just fast downhill, um, but they got a lot of lateral quickness, which can put a lot of stress on defense. And he's kind of building it very similar to what the Niners have you yeah. know, with those backers and how they can move side to side and be downhill. They can do both at a high level. Um, and in this league, with so much RPO, you kind of need back linebackers who can do both of those type of things can be in the RPO game. And I think, uh, I can't remember his name, but number 48, Christian, uh, Harris. Christian Harris, he's he can literally can go side to side and downhill. He can play, you know, man to man. He can play zone. He can, you know, man to man the quarterback if you need to. All those different things. So it's young defense, um, but they're getting better, and you can see it. You know, when we played them, they struggled in the run game a little bit. Um, I think that's just more so, uh, you know, that front four really. But it's a lot of good things on that defense, and you know, obviously. His first year there, Domingo, yeah, so he's, he's going to yeah. build it and build it and build it and get the guys in there that he believes can help him uh, run that scheme. Zach, I can't, I, uh, we can't have you home, man, and not ask this question. <laughs> I mean, I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked when this when this play was called, bro. I think Zach would have called. Hey, hey, Zach. I mean, I, when the play when the play was called, I mean, I was happy because I'm mm-hmm. I'm not only covering the Texans. Hell, I'm from the area, so yeah. I'm a, I'm a fan, right? And. uh when I saw that ball go to to Goodson, and I, it, it, no, look, I had no disrespect, but I thought you got to be kidding me! All for all the whole season online, all the marbles. Oh, so and, it was and we, that. It was that part for me. It was when I didn't see Zach or Jonathan on the field. Well, I'm talking about the whole thing. I'm yeah. talking about the whole thing. Like, how did you go to the sideline and, and, and have them conversations Time and then come out. out? And now Taylor, who went, what did he have a buck buck eighty at that point? Time? Buck, buck sixty or something? I got you. One eighty eight. Like, no, no him. No Zach. Zach most. No no Zach. Wait, Goodson. We're going to like how how was that? processed by by you in the moment yeah so you know that was my play that that wheel route play Damn. with a with a with a pick by the receiver on that side 
was my play all year, right? And that's something I had been running all year. Had, you know, scored like two touchdowns on it and all type of stuff. So that was my play. So, and I had been battling an injury at the back end of the year anyways. So I wasn't really on the field as much as I would have liked to be anyways. Um, but when we got the play call, like I remember being on the sideline and I asked my coach, like, what's the play call? And he told me the play call. I was like, oh, it's perfect. Like, Let me get my helmet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I knew I wasn't going in. But you knew it was, was going to work, yeah. Right. All I knew was, you know, they called Goodson in. And Goodson had been running that play ever since I had the injury. Mm-hmm. Like, he had been running that play. He had been executing it at a high level in practice. And he had built a lot of trust within the coaching sure, staff and sure. things like that. And, you know, they really wanted him to do that. And obviously, JT was battling a thumb injury. Um, you know, he played through that once he got back from the surgery and all that type of stuff. But, you know, I had a lot of faith in him. Um, you know, mm-hmm. obviously came up short, uh, but, you know, that's when to go make him better. You know, if it was me, yeah, I would have probably put JT in there um, just because of the type of caliber player he is. Or and Zach. Yeah, I would have put myself in there too. <laughs> <laughs> but but man, it was it was, it sucked you know to go out like that. Sure, but you know, it was there. I, I will say that it was there. Yo, it it, it should it could have been a touchdown, and you know, but came up short. Can't really can't worry about it now. But yeah. you know, that's going to probably motivate the guys so much more going into the uh, next season. Man, tell us about uh, Q collar because I've seen a lot of guys wearing this. Yeah in the league and i've wondered i've wondered what it's about kind of explain that to us yeah so it's you know it's a collar that you wear around your neck um and it helps with the brain impact oh. that we take um you know and obviously in the game and you know for my position i love it predominantly just because i get hit every play i if i play 50 snaps i probably got hit 100 times right so just the impact just the movement the stability in my neck and it promotes brain health right and you know obviously with all the stuff going around brain health uh, in the league and any contact sport, really, it's not just for football, right? Guys in hockey, uh, you know, guys, women, who whatever sport you're playing is contact. This is really something that you should be wearing, right? It just it, it, it goes around your neck right here, um, and it just allows your brain to be more stable, mm. right? And it's if you can get 1% better, you know, why not wear something like that? You know, the best, the easiest way for people to visualize it is it's like a seatbelt for your brain. You won't get in the car without putting your seatbelt on, right? So that's something. This is something that it's the same thing. Why not protect your brain, right, by wearing something that helps you do that, doesn't slow you down, doesn't do anything to you, but make you better. Um, since I've been wearing it, you know, before I started wearing it, I'll feel fatigued, you know, just kind of foggy, brain, you know, all that type of stuff. And then as soon as I started wearing it, you can feel the difference. It took me four or five days to start feeling the difference. And ever since, I don't walk on the field without it. That's practice. That's obviously game day. Um, I have probably four or five different ones, and I make sure they pack all of them yeah. to wherever I'm going that week. And just so I make sure I have them, man, because it really does work. It really is something, you know, I'm trying to help promote and all that type of stuff, but it's something I really do believe in. Um, you know, I had – uh, one of the vets uh, that played with me in Buffalo, AJ Klein, he was one of the first guys that I saw wearing. Him and Luke Keekley were, you know, mm-hmm. teammates in Carolina. So Luke put AJ on, and AJ started, you know, kind of just sharing it to guys. Like AJ would wear it in the sauna. <laughs> um, I'm probably not gonna do all that, <laughs> but yeah. but but seriously, you know, just he would wear it, and he told me about it, and I reached out to them, and they've been great. Um, and 
I've been wearing it ever since, and I've been trying to get guys. And like you said, you start to see guys more and more. Tony Pollard is another Tony guy Pollard that, is what I, that a lot of people wearing a lot, really yeah. uh, catch wearing it. But a lot of guys are starting to really catch on, man, to it. And it's like any age can wear this, right? We don't just start playing football when you get to the NFL. You're doing it in college. Mm-hmm. You're doing it in high school. You're doing it in little league. And That's your good. brain is taking trauma all that time, right? It ain't just, oh, this guy brain started messing with him when he got to the league or you know whatever it was you can rare 10 years old 11 years old 12 years old all the way up and really you know well, start I'm, I'm telling you my wife listens to the show every week and uh, every day <laughs> Trey will have one <laughs> <laughs> yep my son is 10 played his first year tackle last year he's gonna yeah. he gonna be wearing hey, it looks good too man no it, does, no, it no. looks good it looks and, good and they got so is so is you know is this is the main color but you can really put anything around it has they have sleeves different color sleeves white okay. blue whatever your team okay. is red you can wear it i always I like it more similar, just like this, more simple, just easy like this. But, you know, last year I was wearing it with a white sleeve. We were all white. I'll put the white sleeve on it. Yeah. If, if it wore I mean, you got to make white. it get fashion. Yeah, you yeah, make it nice you. and easy. and It still, you know, it's, it's great for your health, and you can make it a little swaggy for yourself. Yeah. All right, man, Zach, we appreciate you yes, jumping sir. on with us, man. Enjoy yourself, and uh, good luck at free agency yes, sir, this year. appreciate it. All right, that's Zach Moss. Let's try that again, Zach. He did it now. He, he stiff handed me over here. Just, 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 just about every black guest comes yeah, yeah. over and hits him with that head coach across the field hand. Let's, try that, <laughs> Let's <laughs> try that again, boys. Shane Steichen came across, across the field. All right, coming up. You know what? Zach brought up a player that, man, we got we to gotta look up even more for the Texans coming up. And we've been hearing that name a lot here of late. We'll discuss that. And. The idiots are at it again. We'll discuss all of that coming up as we finish things out here on The Drive. Yingling Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live from Radio Row. Coming to you live from Las Vegas. Here's The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, welcome back in as uh, we continue riding here live from Radio Row here in Vegas on The Drive. And... Um, uh, a lot happening around here today. The calm before the storm as we get ready for uh, the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. Shout out to uh, Zach Moss. Man, he brought up that, like, we've been hearing that name a lot. We talked to it. Uh, we've heard it with, with Blake Cashman. We've heard it with several guys. But he said, I don't know his name. <laughs> but Clint, he said, <laughs> that number 48 can just go from sideline to sideline. Kid is a freaking that, baller. That dude, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I was I was a tad bit worried about him because when we I remember when we first got we we're like man if you pick people that is going to get impacted by uh, D'Amico it is it is Christian Harris and it took a minute it took a while but man I like that dude came on his final two months or so he was something else and like unprompted right there that that number four he didn't say nothing about. No other numbers, no other names. He said that damn number forty-eight. Yeah, it's something about him, man. I, I, I don't. And I heard Landry say this a couple of weeks ago, where I, I don't know if there there are many other players that I'm more excited to see moving forward than to see what forty-eight does. I bet, I bet you he was pissed the season at the end. Yeah, because he yeah, was at that, what he, he was what he was able to do with Lamar. That was. Yeah. That was ridiculous. Well, that's one of those things that the whole league will take notice, right? Yep. And that's one of those, like, man, every 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 team is looking for that guy that, that can, in the open field, just have a chance. Like, it, not, not necessarily 
there's nobody that's going to consistently get him on the ground, but just give yourself a chance to get him on the ground, and, and Christian Harris is, is that guy. But, yeah, you're right. That is, it's good to hear from an opponent yep. uh, from a, a position that studies the, the linebackers as they play the Texans twice a year. Um, it, it's, it's good to hear that. Not that we needed that confirmation, but it's good to hear that, hey, man, Christian Harris is the real deal, and he is coming. Uh, to your point, I think he's been the guy that's benefited – uh, more than anybody else from, from D'Amico Ryan's, and and he's the guy that I'm gonna be honest with you, because the three the three are, are right. It's Derek Stingley, Will Anderson, and Christian Harris. When you talk about okay, these guys are super electric. They have the potential to be a game changer. You know what what does next year look like for them? Do they take another step? I'll be honest with you, of all the three, Christian Harris excites me more. If I had to pick one guy, like you, you can you can dial in on one of those three guys next year, and you can be responsible for analyzing and breaking down what they do and covering those guys individually. Which one would it be? For me, it would be Christian Harris. I'm more excited about what what his ceiling looks like than any of the others. Yeah, uh, it is like you started to see, and I think, and you see this with athletes in any sport, but it, to me, it felt like you saw a guy that all of a sudden click to I'm not thinking while I'm playing anymore, I'm just playing. And you and, and, and even with Lamar, you saw him just reacting and just going. It, you, didn't, you didn't see him thinking about calls. Yeah. We had earlier in the week Andrew Sandeo, and he was talking about kind of giving us a little insight on what it's like for like a, a, a Jalen Petrie in the system for the first time and all the thoughts going in your head. Man, that, that, that dude Christian Harris wasn't thinking about gaps and wasn't thinking about calls. He was just rolling he was just rolling in and saying, All right, all right I I I'm gonna make plays. I'm going, I'm here, I'm that's and that that was clear that it was not thinking anymore, it was just reacting. Yep. For him. So I, I That's what it looks like. To your yeah. point, that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. So it uh it uh it should be it should be fun. Coming up behind us, the best of today, uh with uh uh, with the uh, the drive, uh, I'm sure going to be uh, centered in that puppy a little bit. But the best of the day with our guy Tyler Milner, six to seven, and then uh, behind that, uh, oh, I see that you can hear the full conversation with Dalton Schultz. If you missed that, it was a good conversation. I knew Tyler liked that after we got done. You know, Tyler Tyler likes to save his compliments to really make it to really make it feel big time to us. But he said it. That's a damn good interview, boys. <laughs> It was, man. That was, that was a hell of a way to start today's show. <laughs> he likes to hold them off. He likes to ration those compliments. So you can hear that in full. And then the pathological liars will be coming up behind uh, the best of today. Um, uh, uh, Area 45, uh, Patrick Creighton and lion-ass Sean Bajani. Oh, Bajani uh, done got in there? Yeah, I mean, they're both liars. Yeah, I mean, they're, I mean, they want to come through. Hold on, so. Oh, man. Roll through this this thing in. Uh, they're lying. I just, I just get – People um, uh, telling me the things that they're saying. They say, "Hey, you better watch out." Because um, listen, I think you all should listen to them. They're great. They may be liars, but they put together a very entertaining. Hey, Ron, show. you better tell them. Now, I'm in Vegas a little bit. I so ain't I, the I, guy, I and something. now's not the time, Ron. <laughs> I want his ass. <laughs> oh I've had, man. yeah, I've had some. I've had some apologize. Today ain't today. <laughs> <laughs> so stay stay tuned for no. I'm kidding. You stay I'm, strong. Stay tuned for uh, for area. 45, our, our new nighttime show. These guys are, are really talented at what they do, even though they are professional liars. Stay tuned for that. That comes up after um, 
after best of today. Uh, Tyler, great job. Clint, great job. Shout out to everybody who jumped on with us. We appreciate uh, you help uh, making us uh, making this a successful show today. Hey, great I job am... from you, man. Great job from you, Ron. <laughs> Thank you, man. Sometimes you got to have it. Hey, I, I appreciate are you guys that, through stroking each other? I wasn't going to save to, that compliment I, up can for we go I, to break? Am, I have never done stroking. True Tyler. pro. Coming up. <laughs> yeah, and you know I like to get stroked. Tyler will be behind us. I'm Ron Hughley, as always, Houston. We love you. Oh, we got Kevin Harlan tomorrow. That's your best work, yeah, brother. Right. I mean, the Super Bowls were good. Yeah. I mean, hey, your best work is at, when you tuck your balls in your socks. <laughs> <laughs> if that ever happens, I got some tall socks on, brother. I got some pantyhose on. Oh, we, didn't, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't get that once. They we got call, that twice, baby. They call those pantyhose, brother, because I ain't got a sock. I ain't got a pair of socks long enough. Always seems to know the way.